The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Redboard Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, is the great, the talented, the lovely Michelle Yu. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Billy. Well, you always are so surprised that I say nice things about you at the beginning of the show. I know. Well, I'm just used to, you know, not nice things. Well, let me tell you something. I, I We talked to our guest who we're about to bring on today, and he could not say enough nice things about you. I want you to know that. He's a big fan. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. His name is David Kenny. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Billy. And uh, you're absolutely right. I, I, I will do anything for Michelle. Anything? Oh, I love that. Oh, she's been the sweetheart for years. Yes. Anything, well, Billy. Dave, where do where honestly, where do I rank on the kind of sweetheart list in in your eyes? Very low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you were going on vacation, probably... Billy, you'd have to fly coach on a public airline. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's that's true. true. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Dave Kenny, you've been involved in horses uh, for a long, long time, and we're going to talk about Golden Sense. We're going to talk about your upcoming Breeders' Cup prospect in McKinnon. But what was your start in horse racing? How did you get involved in the game? Well, I uh, was born and raised up in the Bay Area, and uh, I had a job at Pick and Pack Liquors. Uh, and there was a bunch of guys that used to hang out at the liquor store, and uh, I was their runner for their bets. And back in the day, before you had online betting, I used to drive their bets over to Golden Gate Fields and place them for them. That's amazing. So that was my start. That was your start. And then, so from there, you started to become a fan of the game. Did you start following it? You started betting yourself. What happened? So I started uh, following it. I had uh, a roommate at St. Mary's College, Greg Silva, and uh, his parents were big uh, horse racing uh, followers. And we used to go to Bay Meadows and Golden Gate Fields uh, on the weekends with them. And uh, we'd always be broke after the last race, and his parents would be nice and buy us dinner. And uh, send us back on our way. But uh, that's how it started. And uh, fast forward to uh, moving down to Southern California. And uh, a guy named uh, Mark Lead and uh, a few others, we started a partnership. And uh, the rest is history, I guess. What made you want to get into ownership from just being a a losing gambler? (laughs) Well, Mark Lee's sales pitch and the Glenn Leibowitz sales pitch was, hey, we're going to buy a horse. We'll get owner's passes. We'll go down to Del Mar. They'll treat us really nice. And uh, that was the sales pitch, and it worked. Uh, we, <laughs> we had, a, uh, I think, a $20,000 claimer. We claimed it. It ran. It won and got claimed. And I was like, wow, this is the easiest game in the world. Yes. Oh, that's, how we suck, that's how we sucker with- you in. Uh, did you start now, Dave? You obviously have a lot of horses with Doug, 
Did you start there or who did you start with and how did you guys come across this partnership? So uh, there was uh, there was five guys, Gary Margolis, uh, Glenn Leibowitz, Mark Lieb, uh, and I think it was uh, Mr. Jarvis, but that was the original five guys. And yes, we were with Doug. Um, we ran that partnership uh, through, I guess, through 2007, 2008, when, it, when times got hit pretty hard and some guys wanted out and some guys wanted less. So the partnership kind of changed up. And then... Uh, I think our last horse we all owned together was about 2012. And and at that time, yeah, and at that time, so as it, you don't no longer have your partnership. Are you starting to buy horses on your own? I know. I think you've been involved in all aspects of the game, and obviously with Doug this whole time. What was the what was the progression? So yeah, we uh, we were lucky enough to go to the uh, Kentucky Derby when Paul Redham had. Uh, I'll have another. And uh, that was probably our start of dreaming to have some high-quality horses. So we put in a phone call to Dennis O'Neill and had Dennis starting to look uh, for quality two-year-olds in training. We also had, uh, I guess the clincher was we, we claimed a horse in August of 11 named Willie Conker. Yes. And uh, Willie Conker uh, was... Uh, was a, a good claiming horse, and then all of a sudden Doug got the horse right. We won three claiming horse races in a row. We came in second in a grade two, and then somehow uh, the height, we won the Kilroy grade one uh, with Willie Conker, and that, I think that was in March of 2012. So, you know, stepping up from claiming cheap horses to uh, now we have grade one winners, and uh, we're buying into two-year-olds in training. It, it is amazing, and, and we have Dave Kenny joining us here on the owner's box, but it is amazing, Dave, isn't it, when, you know, it, we all love winning races, and I think you are very much like myself in that I can win a $10,000 claimer and be going crazy, and I'll still be going crazy if it was a grade one or grade two, right? But when you start getting into these better horses and you're running for these bigger purses, it's different. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's better to own a little of a good horse than a lot of a bad horse That's because good. they all cost about the same every month. So, uh, and, and whether I own 10% of the horse or whether I own 100% of the horse, you cheer, root, scream the same amount. I mean, it's your horse. Um, the, the big difference, I think, is when your horse is 3-5 to five favorite versus your horse is 20-1. to one. Uh, The 3-5 to five favorite, when your horse wins, you're kind of relieved. When it's the twenty to one shot and it wins, you're kind of wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely true. Go ahead, Dave, Michelle. Dave, you have started with partnerships. You still do a lot of partnerships. Tell us a little bit about how you form the group of guys, or you know, the different partners that you're going to go in on a horse with. Wow. So uh, right now, the the two main groups that I'm involved in is one is led by Eric Johnson. Uh, Eric usually finds the horse, uh, puts together two or three partners, and um, uh, then we proceed. We just started a Del Mar group. Uh, there's 10 of us that invested in, bought, I think, eight uh, yearlings uh, in the September sale, and that's mm -hmm. uh, 10 different guys. Uh, we try to have uh, everybody gets along. Uh, have one spokesperson, Bill Strauss, is representing the group. He's our leader. 
So uh, he's our leader too. Like, yeah, you know that Bill Strauss hey, gets mentioned on every show because tomorrow when it goes up, he listens to it on his five mile walk. <laughs> and he said, "You have to mention well, us on every uh, show." There we go. So I got my Bill Strauss mentioned in, and uh, hopefully, I get a table at the Pample Moose now. Yeah, that would be good. That's where Michelle <laughs> still, wants to I'm go. No, she wants to go. Dave, Dave uh, you've done obviously claiming. You said you bought these this group of eight yearlings. You do two year old in training. Do you have a type of horse that you buy that you prefer? Uh, yes, uh, we prefer. Uh, well, I prefer fillies. Okay. Um, there's always seems to be a good residual value on a filly. Uh, we had a couple last year, uh, Brilliant Cut, uh, Tonahutu, uh, that we purchased, some of them we claimed, and then uh, claimed for 40000 And at the end, uh, the breeding sale sold for 350000 So the wow. fillies, if you have a residual value compared to the uh, Colts and Boys, and I guess the Phillies would be my first choice. Yeah, okay. it makes a lot of sense. Dave Kenny joining us here on the Owner's Box. Dave, let's talk a little bit about Golden Sense. I was reading a little bit about him today, and obviously, what's that, Michelle? Goldie Butt. Gold. I love that. That's his. That's his. The nickname. I don't think that's what Dave <laughs> called him. Dave, you know, we're, we've been. We talk about Bill Strauss. We talk about the the ride he's been on with Hot Rod Charlie. We we've. What was that ride like with Golden Sense? Obviously, got you to the Kentucky Derby, won two Breeders' Cups. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, you know, we didn't know what we really had at the beginning of of Golden Sense. We uh, Jack Sisterson dropped the hammer with uh, Dennis O'Neill's blessing at sixty two thousand dollars uh at the two-year-old and training sale and um during the whole training process june july uh you know they kept telling us you know we have a monster we have a monster this horse is fast this horse is fast and you know you never know i mean i've I've been down this road so many times and you have the morning glories versus the afternoon glories and uh i just happened to be traveling and could not watch or be at the first race at del mar and i was on the phone with my good friend kevin miller and he was giving me the play-by-play of his first race. And the first race, it was like, okay, he's in the lead, he's doing good. And then all I could hear on the phone was, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I guess if you, go, if you look back and watch the first race, uh, it was one of Trevor's favorite, you'd have to sprout wings. There, that was a pretty good impression. You know, we do a lot of yeah, Trevor impressions yeah, on the show. That was good. Yeah, so that's probably one of my favorite calls. Uh, that and uh, uh, the Golden Sense versus Flashback in the Santa Anita Derby. I think I've watched that about 100 times, too, uh, when Trevor says it's the match race we've been waiting for. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, that, those, are, uh, those are two of my favorite uh, Golden Sense moments. And then uh, actually one that's not talked about often was we went down to Delta Downs and ran them at a million-dollar race in November. A Delta Jackpot. And, uh, the Delta Jackpot, yeah, I was November, on and that, race. that was an, uh, you know, when you when you're when you have a horse for sixty-two and you start stepping them up, and you win a million-dollar race, there's I don't think there's a better feeling than that. No, that's pretty. That's pretty outstanding. Go ahead, Michelle. The places that Golden Sense took you, right? Like two-time Breeders' Cup winner, like you said, a million-dollar race. He took you straight to the Kentucky Derby. What has it been like now to watch his progeny run literally on everything and do so well? Yeah, it's it's. It, I just like 
looking at the, the Golden Sense babies, and a lot of them have the white stripe down the nose, the same as Into Mischief had. Um, and, you know, I've, I've owned a few myself. I had a Jackson's Goldie. Unfortunately, Jackson's Goldie was not a, uh, a runner. But uh, I try to look for a, a Golden Sense every year to purchase and have uh, one. But it's just been an amazing run. I keep in contact with Mark Toothaker, uh, who's at Spendthrift, and uh, he gives me the Goldie updates. I mean, he's been busy. I mean, the last year they sent him down to South America after he covered up in North America. So he's been a very busy boy. In a good That's way. Awesome. In, I, it, I love it. He's, he's good at his good job. Way. Yeah, he's good at his job. Wouldn't, would you like yeah. to be a stallion, uh, um, uh, Dave? <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. You guys. My wife, trails now. My wife is sitting oh. next to me. Oh, tell her we said hello, please. Well, you're always with your family, Dave. You're such a – if you follow Dave Kenny on Instagram or Facebook or anything, uh, you know he goes all over the country. You go to these football games, sporting events. How do, the, how do these sporting events compare with the big races, with Breeders' Cup Day or with Derby? Uh, it all depends. Uh, you know, you, you always have your team that you're rooting for, and, and it's exciting when they win or lose. Um, the, the family has been very involved in going to the horse races, and, you know, the I would say the Kentucky Derby walking on the track before the race was probably a highlight. And then after the race and coming in 17th place, my son said, hey, can we go watch the Ducks game now? <laughs> I mean, it just rolled right off his tongue. Right. So... Uh, you know, it's, it's always, it's, it's been, a, it's been fun for the entire family to get involved. I think we're all going to be, uh, there on Friday for McKinnon's race, um, uh, as a family, uh, and we'll see where it goes. I mean, it'll be very exciting. Uh, we haven't won a Breeders' Cup race since 14 or 13 and, uh, we're back. We're back. All right. Baby. Well, Go ahead, Michelle. Excellent segue into McKinnon. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you guys came to be a part of him? Was that something that a horse that Eric found or Dennis found and uh, how that ride's been so far? That was all Mr. Johnson. Eric found the horse uh, with uh, Gene Riccio. Uh, uh, they bought it as a yearling. They anticipated selling it uh, as a two-year-old in training, but it didn't sell. So Eric bought it back. Uh, brought me in as a partner, and then uh, brought Saul Kuman in a partner after he won in Del Mar. So there's the three of us now that own the horse. Um, Normally we see Madiket so, and Saul Kuman with like 10 other owners. This is a relatively small partnership for them. <laughs> yes, 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 that's true. Saul has been our partner in a couple of horses. Uh, one of my favorite horses, Comical, uh, who I we went her. back to... Yeah, we went back to uh, Saratoga. It was our first trip back. It was our first trip to Saratoga, and uh, we won the Schuylerville, which was awesome. And then Saul hosted us in his suite, and then uh, 12 of us hopped in his uh, golf cart in the pouring rain and went over to his house for an after party uh, on the Oklahoma track, which uh, he has an incredible place. And he has a plethora of grade one trophies in his house. Plethora. That's amazing. Yes, exactly. So, Saul's in on a lot of stuff. McKinnon is like on his way right here. I mean, he's been pretty impressive. The The trip that he got in the Zuma Beach was horrific. I felt like Juan was doing everything he could to get the horse beat, and this horse crushed. Yeah, it's it's fun to have a horse 
uh, with that extra gear. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be a partner in Faux Recall, uh, who had that extra gear at the end. And uh, McKinnon, it seems to uh, just give him an opening. And after he clipped hill- heels in that race and almost fell down, mm-hmm. um, he got him straightened out, pointed him in the right direction. And, and man, it's amazing to see him turn that turn a foot down the lane. Yeah, you beat us. That was really fun, Michelle. Thanks for talking about that <laughs> crushing. Really, I really appreciate it. You guys just go on and talk. I'm just going to sit here and probably, you know, Actually, lick, Billy, Billy lick my wounds. Billy did tell me the day before because he was like, we yeah. were talking about a race, and I was like, oh, I, he's like, I knew you would use too many horses in that race. He was like, tomorrow you only need to use one Silver Surfer. Yeah, uh, we got our ass kicked. Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer was uh, is a good horse. Are you guys planning on running in Breeders' Cup, Billy? No, we are not. We have decided Just to give him... Just not as good as McKinnon. Yeah, you know, and we'll, there'll be a lot of Euros there, and we decided to uh, give him a little break uh, while he's sound yeah. and uh, point to the three-year-old campaign rather than... He had run a lot. He ran, I think, five or six times in Europe before we bought him up, brought him yeah. over here. So sometimes they take a little while to adapt. He didn't. He did really well, but we just want him to grow up a little bit and uh, hopefully become a, yeah. a, a better three-year-old. But thank you, Dave. That was a good question. Dave, did you did you guys know all along that you were gonna want to? I mean, stretch him out on the grass. I mean, he obviously started in one of the really early races sprinting on the dirt, but it's not like you have options if they're ready to run. Yeah, you know, it was that that was not me. That was an Eric and Doug situation where they thought he was doing fine on dirt, and then they gave him a chance on grass, and he wasn't a big fan of the kickback uh, on the dirt, and then we put him on grass. And he showed a, the turn of foot, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, real, I mean, I, we think he can run on dirt. I mean, we really do think he could be a good dirt horse. But at this point in time, you know, he's shown some real serious talent on the grass. So we're going to keep him there for now. If it's not broke, Michelle? Don't fix it. Don't, fix. don't fix it. Yeah. Don't fix it, Dave. I, I know that seems- yeah. No, I, I was going to ask you because. I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Dave. No, no, I was just going to say in that race, like you you said, the, the Euros that are going to come over and run in that race, plus you have Annapolis, uh, the Fletcher horse, uh, there's some stiff competition going into that uh, that race. And, of course, anytime you're at the Breeders' Cup, there's always going to be a lot of competition. Dave, are you like me? I've spent probably uh, uh, t- way too many hours already kind of planning and looking at pre-entered horses that are, oh, I think they're going to pre-enter and, and like watching videos and looking and seeing who we're up against. Do you do that? Yes. I, I usually go back and watch, but <laughs> I, I go on the Breeders' Cup site. I look at all the horses that are, that are to be entered. I go on to Equibase. I look at all the races and then I start going, oh crap, we don't have a chance, do we? <laughs> and, and then, you know, build my chances back up. Yeah, there you go. And then you watch your replay. The good news is that he's got two wins over the Del Mar turf course. Yeah. No, it's very good. Yes, we're, we're, you know, and he likes, he does like the firm track. And, you know, that's, hopefully that's the benefit to the California horses this year is uh, the firm turf course compared to what the Euros and compared to what they run on the East Coast with that. Oh, oh, there he comes. He's back. Dave, you back? We lost you for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. That's yes, okay. I'm sorry. Dave, we uh, talked, we talked a lot about your journey, and we've talked a lot about, you know, Golden Sense. We talk about McKinnon. Tell us about some of the mistakes maybe you've made as an owner. 
Oh boy. Great question. There's been a few. Yeah. Uh, never name a horse after your wife. That's probably. That's a great one. Uh, what was the horse's we, name? We, uh, more for Jill. Uh, JK's mischief. We've had a few. Uh, more for Jill was a more than ready uh, filly. We spent two hundred eighty thousand dollars on. I think I owned eighty percent of the horse, and couldn't break fifty four seconds into four furlong work. Oof. So that one was bad. JK's uh, mischief was into mischief. Uh, Again, I think finally ran a twenty thousand maiden claiming race, and we had spent a couple hundred thousand on that horse. So yeah, the the uh, lot of uh, of swing and misses in this industry. Well, it's you funny. know what the good news? You Go ahead. Say like you picked bad partners or bad trainers. You just said sometimes yeah. you pick bad horses. It is, yes, but it is amazing, true. Dave. They, they, it, it, it's wild because we, we, you know, we bring people on the show and we always talk about the good stuff. We talk about how great these animals are, how yeah. much we love them, how much they, the excitement and joy they bring to us. But it's Michelle and I talk about it on every single show. It's just really hard. It's hard. Yes. If you win 20% of the time, you're in the hall of fame. That means 80%. Yeah. 80% of the time you will lose in this game for sure. Um, Michelle, I just want to know what Dave's rooting style is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like this. I like to hear oh, the Dave rooting God. style. Oh, God, here we go. I am a uh, rolled-up program in the right hand. Yeah. Yes. Uh, sitting down, very calm, and then uh, then the program gets beaten on either the table or somebody standing next to me going down the lane. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I think. And then the, uh, the McKinnon race, I actually did uh, the Larry Bird, where I put my hand up. And started walking to the winner circle. Oh. One one hand up, like he did in a three point shooting contest. Right, and just did a walk off. That was yeah. that was nice. very good of Larry Bird. Dave, we I know you're on your way to dinner with Eric. Um, are you wearing anything to protect your uh, your nipples during this? <laughs> what? During this Where did this conversation uh, just go? Dave knows. Oh boy, Eric! Eric is a huge nipple flicker. Yes, he has a propensity to uh, do that to all kinds of people. I think uh, there are people from the Breeders' Cup that knows this. There are definitely people that have eaten dinner at Pamplemousse after races. Well, and uh, anybody that's gone to after opening day parties. Yes. So I I don't have any protection on right now, uh, but he's in season. And so uh, he's on his best behavior. Uh, right now, Wait, is it bad or good focused. that I've never gotten my nipples flicked by hair? I don't think he would do it to a woman, yeah. with all yeah, due respect. Yeah. I mean, he might. He is. Yes. No, but. no, no, no. He he is very particular in in doing that to gentlemen. Yes, I, yeah. Michelle, you are safe. Yeah, you are safe, Michelle. <laughs> Dave, one last question because I know you got to go to dinner, and I know your wife's probably looking at you like you're crazy right now. But um, a little advice to people who listen to the show who might be thinking about getting into thoroughbred ownership. What would what's your one best piece of advice? Spread your risk. Uh, don't own a hundred percent of one horse. Own ten percent of ten horses. And uh, you can have just as much fun, and you need one good horse in the barn. Always pay all your bills. There you go, one good horse in the barn. Dave, best of luck with McKinnon and the Breeders' Cup. We will be rooting for you. Uh, Really appreciate the time today. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Dave. You're welcome. Thank you, Michelle. Anything Appreciate for you, it. Philly, Thank not you. so much. <laughs> we'll, see. Care, we'll see you in Del Mar, my man. That's Dave <laughs> Kenny here. On we'll see you soon. And we will be right back. Michelle, I have some exciting news. Okay. You ready? Tell me. Nick's Go, the uh, possible favorite for the Breeders' Cup Classic, is going to tailor-made stallions after his career is over. You know about That's Nick's exciting. Go? He's very excited. I, do, I know that he won a grade one at two, four, and five, over $5.5 million in earnings. And he also put up the fastest mile time at Keeneland history when he won the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile in a new track record of a minute 33 and four. In fact, I think he set two or three track records. He set a bunch of track records. I just remember recently watching him in the grade one Whitney at Saratoga. He was blazing out there on the front end, going 23 and change, 46 and change, one by four and a half under. No urging. 111 buyer that day for Brad Cox. Michelle, this horse is real. Well, we'll get to see him in his swan song coming up in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Yeah, and if you're interested in learning uh, more about Nick's Go, contact Travis White at TaylorMade Stallions. We'll give his office number today, 859-885-3345. Nick's Go will be standing at TaylorMade. All right, back here on the owner's box. Dave Kenny is a really good guy, Michelle. He's a gem. That was a great idea. I give you credit. That Thanks. was a really good idea, good idea to bring him on. Hopefully he uh, gave people some insights about uh, his ways and what he does. And it's interesting because, you know, Michelle, when, when I first started partnerships back in uh, 1991, can you believe that? Uh, I, I, to be honest, partnerships were frowned upon. You know, it was like, oh, we're the sport of kings. We are, you know, you have to own the horse by yourself. And nowadays, it's it's commonality, right? I mean, Dave, Dave Kenny doesn't have a, uh, and Eric Johnson, does, they don't have a public racing syndicate, but they just get together and they partner up on these horses, and it allows them to have more shots. And that's what we've said all the time on this show. Uh, it, it's it, it also allows, like, people that maybe have a good horse that are smaller to start to partner with bigger people. And maybe that could lead to buying into, you know, more expensive horses. I mean, it's, it's a very cool situation. It's a great situation. No, great job, Dave. Appreciate you coming on the show. Michelle, what are our uh, three things of note for today? So the first thing of note is that Breeders' Cup has uh, released general admission tickets, which I think there was... might be sold out already. Are they? Uh, I, I know they're so. going to go fast. I, I know that they originally were you know, on the fence about it because of the whole everything went with COVID. They didn't the rules and regulations. So um, there are a limited amount of those on sale, possibly sold out. But you could definitely be looking. Okay. That was the first note. Uh, the second thing of note is there was some talk about Bob Baffert maybe not being allowed to run horse at Breeders' Cup. He is going to be allowed to run horse at Breeders' Cup. Good. He will um, have to commit to extra out of competition testing pre and post race uh additional testing as well as 24-hour surveillance and he's paying for all that out of his own pocket i mean that that's kind of ridiculous but yeah everybody should be subjective to every test possible uh, for the breeders cup i mean we want this I clean that, michelle well, you know although, well you know i the i think it's cost prohibitive for them to test every horse that's pre-entered right. for two weeks right. leading up to but, you know, if if uh, Bob is willing to have every horse in his barn that's running test, you know, for a week beforehand every day or whatever it is and have right. the 24-hour surveillance and whatnot, then kudos. 
it's not like no one's being tested, right? They do have random out-of-competition testing for all the horses, um, but it's just not every horse getting tested. I understand. I understand. I, I'm, I think that was the right decision. And I know, you know, people on Twitter and are going to go crazy. Why is this guy on? It's ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. But let's move uh, on. And the last thing is kind of like a throwback. Well, I get two parts in. Okay. okay. One of them's a throwback. Throwback. And it's back in September because we didn't ever pay attention to this because we weren't working. Um, but it's very in our realm. And it was the Toba National Awards Dinner. Oh. So the Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders Association. And so they did recognize the uh, National Owner of the Year as Gary Barber. Very good. Been on our show. Took me a while, but we got him on. Congratulations, Mr. Barber. Reader of the Year was Peter Bloom. Very good. And the National Small Breeder of the Year, which I love, is Angie Moore. Okay. Do you know who she bred? She bred uh, Nick's Gum. Oh, well, goes along with our ad that just ran. There we go. <laughs> I mean, how ironic. I know, right? Okay, yeah, what's she, part B? Yeah, she, uh, she read Let's Go. Um, and then part B is this week was the um, the Thoroughbred Makeover. And so this is kind of part of like our aftercare corner, right? We had to put the thoroughbred makeover on hiatus due to COVID. So this year it was like a big, massive event, um, which was super cool to get to see all these horses that were competing. Um, What was your favorite? Did you see it? I watched the barrel racing. I watched the like freestyle and I watched um, a competitive trail. I didn't didn't watch everything, obviously. Did you ride? this year, no, no you weren't in it. I did okay. not. No. Okay. Um, the winner was for the Greater Good, trained by Laura Sloan. So that was the 2021 Thoroughbred Makeover Champion. He was by Scipion, and he was a Maryland bred. He had a 22 race career, um, and had all these top marks. He was a jumper, and that was what he did. Also, um, Jazz Napravnik had the Fans Choice award for her horse which was very cool and i know rosina pravnik was on uh social media talking about how proud she was of her sister being able oh, to do very that cool. very cool i'm gonna part c now brando the bartender got retired saw that we had uh his so, owner mr weslow on our show several summers ago or maybe last summer mm-hmm. i can't remember but last, uh jerry called me to tell me beforehand and we we're gonna do it on last week's show as like an aftercare spotlight but we ran out of time okay well we wish him the best in retirement we know they will take very very good care of him i thought uh, rispoli's post was pretty amazing um did you get a package from old smoke i did get a package from old smoke yes so yes. did i i want to thank them on the air i want to yes. thank the guys at old thank smoke you. Uh, I got two really I'm cool. I'm going to take a picture and post it. You should. Let's do that. Take a picture I in your new it. shirt. And Old Smoke will be represented at Breeders' Cup, which is very, very cool. These are good guys. Um, they do primarily, what I think, everything. I got a red one and a black one. I got a blue one that says Wind Play Show, and it looks kind of like the North Face logo. Oh. And okay. then I got like a vintage Hollywood Park one. I got a Hollywood Park one, too. Which I, oh, no, I didn't get that one. I liked, I would have gotten that one. Anyway, uh, we really appreciate it. Kurt Rossner, uh, good job. Good job. Thank you. And uh, hopefully uh, everyone will go and, and look at Old Smoke uh, when they have their Breeders' Cup stuff at, the, I'm sure, the Breeders' Cup tent. I shouldn't have said stuff. I should have said garb or 
um, what do I what do they call that? Swag, uh, swag. They, they do have those great um, the JK shirts, yes. right? So they have the saddle towels and the Saratoga and the Del Mar, and they've got like I know they released one that's the Breeders or the yeah, Breeders Cup trophy. So cool. they have that going on, and they've got some girls shirts. They've got like all kinds of really cool How stuff. How do they fit? Also, they do they do. Minor, well, they're men's cut, so they were a little big for okay. me, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, but they're soft, which is great. And they do do, uh, like, custom work if you order, you know, a larger, rather than just one, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, they do do some custom work as well. So if you want to get something cool made into a shirt, I highly recommend yeah. Old Smoke. And there's some, uh, I think it's oldsmokeclothingcode.com, right? Did I say that How right? Do we ha- oldsmokeclothing.com Old smoke haven't clothing. we had them on uh, our show before I think a long time ago yeah back when it was like the, it, it is it is oldsmokeclothing.com that is the place there's little red feather stuff on there too and we're going to put some hats on there so if you're listening to the show okay. probably next early maybe at the end of the year we will have some LRF hats that you can buy on there too so good job by Old Smoke okay Michelle what do we have at uh, Santa Anita coming up Oh, coming up this weekend at Santa Anita, first and foremost, I do want to remind you guys on Saturday, it is the poker tournament benefiting Folds of Honor, the $300 buy-in, but that is also 100% donation, so um, it includes like the day of races, there's going to be some food and drinks, you'll have parking program, et cetera, et cetera, so it's for a really good cause. If you like to play poker, I highly recommend coming and participating. It's for a really great cause. We're also going to be having the Pumpkin Patch and Fall Festival in the infield for uh, Saturday and Sunday. And also on Saturday, it is the Smorgasbord Fried Chicken Day at the races. Yummy. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder if I'll have that. I wonder how many of those I'll have. Uh, Can't fit into my Breeders' Cup dress. I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, all right, Michelle. Well, great show. Great call on. Uh, thanks to Dave Kenny. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Taylor made Santa Anita Del Mar. Uh, thanks. Uh, it's really, it's really fun being a part of the in the money media network. Uh, I ran into Pete here in Lexington, uh, earlier in the week. Uh, brought him over. We had a nice, uh, we had a nice, uh, little, uh, little, uh, bourbon, uh, and it was very pleasant. Pete's a great guy and JK and the whole crew, they do a great job. And hopefully, uh, we, we ha- continue to gain more and more listeners as we do these shows. It's nice to always hear from the owners. We're a little bit different than some of the handicapping shows and we appreciate all of your suggestions and, uh, just kind of tuning in. So thank you very much, Michelle. You are the absolute best. I'm back home on Friday, so I'm sure I will, uh, see you this weekend at Santa Anita and, uh, anything else, Michelle, that I missed? Nope, that's it. That's it? Do you want to do your bye thing? Bye. (laughs) All right, guys. See you next week.